Welcome to the Wear Wag Repeat Podcast. I'm Tori Mystic, here with my dogs, Lucy and Bert. Together, we're interviewing cool, creative women entrepreneurs in the pet industry. Do you dream of working alongside your dog? Then sit, stay, and listen to the latest episode to find the inspiration and resources that will help you grow your own dog-inspired business. Have you ever considered that dog treats could change the world? On this episode, I'm interviewing a woman who left the corporate pet industry to start her own sustainably-minded brand that uses an unusual protein source that requires far less water and has a much smaller carbon footprint than traditional ingredients like beef and chicken. We discuss how she's managed to get the word out through creative in-store sample placements and by working with micro-influencers and a local dog photographer. But before we dive into the interview, I want to remind you that this February, I'm asking you to share how much you love this podcast by leaving a review in Apple Podcasts. At the end of the month, I'll pick one reviewer to win a $50 gift card to the Wear Wag Repeat shop. Pretty sweet. To leave a review, just open the podcast app on your phone. It's the little purple icon. Search for Wear Wag Repeat. Click on the photo of me and Lucy, then scroll down towards the bottom where you'll find reviews. I promise it only takes a few minutes. I'll love you for it, and you could win a fabulous prize. Now, on to the episode. Ann Carlson is the founder and CEO of Jiminy's, a company that's producing humanely raised, sustainable dog treats using cricket protein. Prior to Jiminy's, Anne was the VP of Market Intelligence at Del Monte and Big Heart Pet Brands, where she led shopper insights, market analytics, competitive intelligence, and strategic projects. Now, Anne lives in Berkeley, California with her husband, Eric, daughter Booth, and two rescue pups, Derby, who's a Great Dane, and Tuco, a Labrador mix. Hi, Anne. Hi, Tori. Thanks for having me on your show. I'm excited to talk to you and learn more about Jiminy's. I don't know anything about eating crickets. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's still pretty new. A lot of people ha- haven't heard about it yet. Um, and so we're, we're all about spreading the word. Yeah. And what I thought was interesting when I, when I first discovered your treats, it was through Dogly, which is a really cool site with lots of indie brands on it. And what I thought was really cool about your treats, it's not like little tiny freeze-dried crickets. It's actually a regular looking treat that just uses cricket protein. So I was really surprised when I saw what the treats look like. So can you tell us a little bit more about uh, how you how you came up with this idea, how you got into cricket, the cricket business? <laughs> Sure. And first, let me comment. That was really intentional. We wanted the treats to look like something you're familiar with. So basically, we're just replacing the traditional animal protein, so the cow or the chicken, with cricket protein. Um, So it it seems like a normal treat. Uh, The dogs react to it like a normal treat. Uh, that's, That's all by design. Yeah, so. I, I think it's really wonderful. And but it was it was surprising to me because, you know, I I spend a lot of time sort of seeing people talking about raw feeding their pets and um, sometimes they give them some animal parts that make me <laughs> a little bit squeamish and I'm like, yeah, oh, I don't yeah. know if I could feed my dogs like rabbit feet just whole like that. Um, but some people certainly do. So I, I just think it's really cool how you've made them into just regular looking treats. It's really great. Yeah, it's it's helping to normalize the whole thing. What what is what is special about 
cricket like what why did you want to pursue this when um when you know there are many other sources of protein that people are already using what's what's so cool about the cricket well when i was leaving Big Heart Pet. So Big Heart got acquired by Smucker and um, I wanted to stay in California. So I raised my hand and said, I'll be a Synergy, <laughs> which means I get a severance package, which um, helped me, you know, have a little bit of time to decide what I really wanted to do. And I, I knew I wanted to do something that was really meaningful. So I was looking at how how can I, as this, you know, single person in Berkeley, California, make a difference. And so I was looking at things like the, basically world problems. There's hunger, there's poverty, there's climate change, uh, there's water, clean water, all these different things. And, um, you know, I, I've worked in consumer packaged goods. So I'm like, well, if I create a product that can actually um, be different and be a choice uh, that would be a good ch choice that could help potentially with climate change, um, could help with food security, that would be something I'd want to do. And as I was sort of having all of these um, thoughts, <laughs> I got approached by a group who was trying to create a, a new treat that was going to be a grass-fed, grass-finished beef product. And I was like, mm, I love this idea that you want to do a sustainable dog treat, but I don't love the idea of using cow because, you know, a cow just isn't a sustainable animal. Mm -hmm. So um, I worked with them and kind of came up with other ideas and uh, through that, stumbled across this idea that uh, insects could be the, the protein source of the future. There was a UN study uh, that was done that really focused in on this and said it could be the end of world hunger. That's amazing. Yeah, I, I was really excited when I saw it. Um, however, I was also a little skeptical. I was like, well, would the dogs actually like it? <laughs> so I actually, the, the first thing I did is I ordered some freeze dried crickets and they were for human consumption. And I got them, I took them out in the back porch and I was like, okay guys, let's try them. And the dogs, they started drooling and they were just like, they were so into it. So I was like, okay, I think this can work. And then I, I figured, okay, I got to try it myself. So I closed my eyes because they actually <laughs> look like crickets. <laughs> I closed my eyes. I popped it in my mouth and I'm like, oh, okay. It tastes kind of nutty. It was like um, a, a sunflower seed. It's probably the closest thing I could come up with. Huh. I was like, this will work. This will be really easy to combine with other things and make it taste good. So where do you go uh, on the internet to order crickets? <laughs> How did you figure this out? <laughs> well, that, that was actually, um, you know, just a Google search on my part. But then it was also, how am I going to get enough crickets to actually make treats? And it turns out that there's a whole industry that's starting up of people who are farming crickets. And the fantastic thing is it takes almost no space. Well, and sure, this is why tiny. it's sustainable. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So um, it takes exponentially less land, less water. Um, they emit almost no greenhouse gases. So there, this is just a fantastic um, alternative to other protein sources. And the other thing is it's really humane. The, right. the crickets actually get to live almost all of their natural life before they're harvested. Wow. And um, are, where in the world are the crickets raised? Well, I decided that um, well, they're raised all over, but I decided for Jiminy's that we would source only in North America. Mm -hmm. So um, right now, the majority of ours are coming from Canada, 
However, we're working with a couple of farms in the U.S. as well as they're starting to um, to scale up their operations. Do you know roughly how many crickets go into one bag of treats? <laughs> I do. <laughs> I actually did that calculation. There are about 525 uh, crickets in one of our bags of biscuits. And actually, one biscuit has about five crickets in it. Oh, my gosh. That's yeah. amazing. That's way more than I thought you were going to say. Well, they get ground up into a powder that we're working with. So it's it's actually becomes like a cricket meal. Mm -hmm. And the cool thing is, is that you use the entire cricket. So um, there's like hardly there's, any waste. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, there's almost no waste. And the other thing about it is that it makes it this incredible superfood because it's not just protein. It's actually has fiber as well because the exoskeleton is getting ground up as well. And that provides this great fiber, mm -hmm. which um, we've been doing some work and it looks like there's a gut benefit to it as well. Yeah. So, so digestibility is fantastic. And so, so the first product that you went into was a treat that's just, um, you know, a, a reward or a training treat or however you want to use your treats. Um, do you carry other products? Or are you working on introducing something that's like just a powder that could be something mixed into regular food? We've got a, a whole sort of um, roadmap of things that we're planning on doing in, into the future. We started with the biscuits. We just added a soft and chewy training treat, which is fantastic. The dogs mm -hmm. just go nuts for it. We do palatability testing, and every single dog that tried it loved it. I think whatever dog is selected for the taste testing of the treats, <laughs> they've got it. <laughs> they have got life figured out. That's like <laughs> the well, ideal we dog. We joke around that our dogs like really hit the jackpot to to be uh, in a house where we're testing treats all the time. Yeah, I know. I my <laughs> dogs have certainly hit the jackpot too. <laughs> um, but beyond the treats, we're we're actually um, we're working on the dog food, mm -hmm. and that we're planning to have that come out actually mid year. Oh wow! And along with that, we're looking at some other um, product types that would go with it, a topper perhaps, mm -hmm. and um, some other things for dogs. But then uh, ultimately, we want to get to cat as well. Oh, that's interesting. There's not a lot of brands that I talk to that kind of merge into the cat industry as well. Well, cats are carnivores, and um, so you have to really think about what you're doing when you create a product for them. Um, but everybody who has dogs and cats uh, has come back to me and told me that their cats like our treats. So we're really kind of bullish about the cats. And um, the cricket naturally has taurine, and taurine is one of these things that cats need to be healthy. Right. Actually, dogs as well, but right. um, to have it naturally occurring is pretty cool. Yeah. So, um, all right. So just to like to shift gears a little bit, you have such an interesting background in business and working for large companies. What kind of skills were you able to bring from, from what you were doing at Big Heart Pet and Del Monte over to Jiminy um, that, you know, that maybe a, a young entrepreneur could implement in their business? Well, really kind of thinking about where the industry needs to go next. Um, I spent a lot of time at, at Big Heart Pet looking at the trends that were happening in the marketplace. And when you're at a big company, you're kind of riding current trends. You're not going to create a new one. And so for me to be able to um, sort of release myself from the big company shackles, 
I could do something that was really different that I thought would lead um, the market into a different space. And for me, I, I knew I wanted it to be around the sustainability area because a lot of people don't realize how big the pet industry is. There's oh, over yeah. 80, 89 million dogs in the U.S., Oh, yeah. And they consume 32 billion pounds of protein each year. So if I had said I wanted to do a cricket protein dog treat or dog food when I was at a big company, we would have run the numbers and there's no way we would have gotten it off the ground. But when you're off doing something on your own, you're able to do these things that um, are perhaps a little bit more unusual. And, you know, you, you just you take that leap and you say, I know people haven't heard about it, but we're going to explain it to them in such a way that they're going to understand why it's so wonderful. So did you do a lot of marketing research in order to figure out how to communicate this to customers? I did a lot of market research back in the day. Um, my team in particular, they did the work in the stores. They did the work to understand where things were going. And I, one of the things that I did do is I, I understood you know, what it takes to get somebody to pick up a product that's new and different for the first time. And I've use that understanding in what I've done with Jiminy's. And so with Jiminy's, we've got the big bags of treats, but we actually created these little tiny um, sample size. And we put those in a container that sits at the register, sort of like, think about candy when you're going in a grocery store uh, and you know all the candy is there as you're waiting in line. Well, we created the same kind of thing as dog candy uh, with Jiminy's to get people to try it for the first time. And it's, it's inexpensive to try. You get like 10 treats that your dog, you can take them on a walk with you. You can just get, try it there in the store. And, and it helps people see that it's, it's not scary. There aren't antenna and legs sticking out of it. <laughs> <laughs> and their dog really likes it. And we're confident that their dog is going to like it. So, so we did things like that, that um, I had kind of learned that that that's what makes sense and that's how to do it at, at the bigger company. Yeah, that's really interesting. What a what a cool idea. I also noticed your packaging is really beautiful. Do did you put a lot of um, you know, your past experience and knowledge in the pet industry into designing the packaging for that? Or um, is this was that a new thing for you to work on? Uh, it was actually a new thing for me to work on. I never had to work on packaging back in the day. But it's really fun. I love it. I love that side of it. And we tried to use really vibrant colors. Yeah, that's what and... really jumps out at me. It just it, they really catch your eye. And it looks different than the other things that are on shelf. And that was actually part of my intent as well. We are different. I want to look different. So um, so that was part of, as we were thinking about design, that's what we did. The other thing we did is we put um, the ingredients on the front of the package because we think it's important. People want to know what's in it. So I put 85% of what's on what's in the bag on the front of the package. That's amazing. Yeah. I, I spend a lot of time looking at ingredients when I go to the pet store. And it's amazing to me how many have sugar and lots of salt and different ingredients and stuff in them. And and, and it's all kind of hidden in the smallest font as possible <laughs> <laughs> on the back of the bag. So I think that kind of transparency is just so important to people these days now that, you know, we're not really, I mean, there are certainly people who are pet owners, but there's such a trend for pet parents um, that people really care as much what they're feeding their pets as they would their actual children. Oh, absolutely. It's so, so important to be transparent about it. And we, um, we're always in dialogue with, with consumers. We get so many questions. It's kind of amazing. 
Um, we get a lot of them on social media, but we also get them coming through our website where they'll ask about why this product or why this ingredient, why that ingredient? Can I, can I taste them myself? <laughs> right. And, and the answer is yes, because they're, they're actually human grade. I eat them in meetings all the time. <laughs> I actually, I try most of the dog's things as well, just because I'm curious, especially if I make something myself, you know, and if yours are human grade and you know all the ingredients, then why not try it? Oh, yeah. I was at one trade show and we got to about four o'clock in the afternoon and I realized all that I'd eaten the entire day were Jiminy's. <laughs> You're going to start barking one day, Anne. <laughs> Either that or chirping. I don't know. <laughs> That's so funny. Sorry to interrupt the interview, but I would love to see what you're doing while you catch up with the Wear Wag Repeat podcast. Take a screenshot of this episode in your podcast player or snap a selfie with your earbuds in. Bonus points if it's on a dog walk and share it to your Instagram stories tagging me at tmystic. I'll keep an eye out for mentions and I would love to give you a shout out from my own account. Okay, now back to the episode. So in the in when you're creating a new dog treat or a food or something like that, are there approval processes that you have to go through in order to get it approved by some sort of nutritional board of some kind? Well, the, the one part is the crickets. Um, and we're taking that through an approval process with uh, AFCO. AFCO is the governing body. It, we're actually, that's something that we're doing prior to launching the food. And it's it's really important. You're you're proving out uh, that it is, you know, digestible. It, there's you know the the dogs react well to to the new ingredient. If you really back up though, you could say that this is something that should just be grass, which is generally recognized as safe because people and dogs have been eating insects for thousands of years. Mm -hmm. But you know, just to make to assure to everybody that it is safe and uh, a high quality protein. We went through the process and we had, you know, we had over 32 dogs uh, eating different uh, levels of cricket protein for, for over a month with vets and, um, you know, blood samples and fecal samples and all sorts of stuff like that. Wow. Is and that common for other companies to do that kind of testing or was that unique to you guys? Well, other companies will do it uh, if they've got something novel that's coming up. A lot of times it's the, um, the supplier of, of the ingredient that does this, but there was really nobody stepping up to do it with cricket protein. So I knew that we, you know, this, this is an ingredient that we're embracing fully. So I was like, well, I guess we're going to have to be the guys to do it. Yeah. And it's expensive, but you know, it's, it's, in the end, I believe it's worthwhile. It's it's the right thing to do. Right. Well, and like you mentioned at the beginning of the episode, you know, you wanted to do something that would make a difference and make an impact. And, um, you know, by doing all that testing, it's making it easier for other people to maybe use cricket protein in the future uh, and just kind of, you know, make the world a little bit better, sustainable place. That's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we've talked a lot about the crickets and how sustainable and uh, they are and humanely raised and all that kind of stuff. What other sustainable practices do you use in your company? Well, uh, whenever we're making a decision, we always come back to um, our, our purpose and, and try to make sure that we're staying true to who we are. Um, what we've stated is that we want to be a positive force for change. Uh, make sustainable choices, make humane choices, and then be mindful of the bigger picture. Mm -hmm. So um, that's kind of it, it. 
it filters through everything that we do. Um, we're right now we're, as we're working on the food, we're looking at including another protein source and, um, we're, we're actually looking to include a fish because there's, there's a benefit in including, um, you know, that they, they have the omegas, they have, right. um, a, a lot of other benefits that, that go into the food. And, um, in doing that, we made sure that we were working with uh, a fish that was MSC certified. So um, Marine Stewardship um, Council says okay. that it's being done right. Oh. So that's the kind that's the kind of thing that we'll do. Yeah, very, very awesome. So it's more just like a lifestyle. And, um, you know, I think anything that just helps people enjoy their time with their dog better is something worth doing. So giving your dog lots of treats makes them happy and <laughs> it makes me happy too. So yeah. And you can feel good about this. You know, if you buy one of our treats, ba bags of treats, instead of a beef bag of treats, you save 250 gallons of water. Oh, see, so you kind of buried the lead on that. That's really, <laughs> that's a cool fact. Yeah. So, wait, I tell mean, me that again. If you compare one of our bags of treats to a bag of beef treats, uh-huh. Um, we save 250 gallons of water with that, just that one bag of treats. That's awesome. So the sustainability, when I said it's exponentially different, it really is. It's amazing. The greenhouse gas emissions, we've looked at um, our, uh, you know, our greenhouse gas emissions, and we looked at them uh, sort of um, as a life cycle assessment, which means uh, cradle to manufacture. And our, we are... Um, 7.4 times less greenhouse gases than beef treats, uh, 2.3 times less than, than chicken treats. Oh, and that wow. even takes into account getting the crickets from Canada. Yeah, so that, that includes the transportation of the yep. ingredients and manufacturing it, it and packaging yep. it. Exactly. Wow, that's incredible. So one of the things I have to ask you about, because I am really obsessed with Instagram, as everyone who listens <laughs> to this show knows, <laughs> um, I spend more than a healthy amount of time on there. And, um, and your account just really stood out to me because you, you seem to have so much customer content, you know, user generated content. And I think that it's hard for a lot of companies that I talk to to get quality content from their customers. You know, sometimes the photos are just dark or blurry or just bad angles and um, not something they can really use. But you seem to have so much great usable stuff coming from your <laughs> customers. And so I was just wondering if you could kind of talk a little bit about that and, you know, how you get that, how you get them to take good photos or how you choose which photos you're going to repost. Well, we try to repost pretty much everything that our consumers are tagging us in because um, we just love it. We love that they, they've taken the time to do that. Um, it's, it's really meaningful to us. When we do work with influencers as, and we, we try to reach out to influencers who um, are sort of young and getting started, you know, 10 to say 30,000 followers, that mm -hmm. kind of range. And we've got a, a woman on our team who actually reaches out to people who, who, who do that. And we will send them the treats and then it's up to them what they do with it. Um, they've got, they all have their own style for their accounts, but, um, and, and they won't, they won't do it unless they, they love the product. And so this is, you know, part of our strategy. We're pretty, we're, we're convinced that if someone tries the product, they're going to like it. So we'll send them a couple bags of treats and then whatever that comes back with it, we will use it. Uh, and, and it's really worked out well for us. Um, I love it. 
there's so many dogs that are just amazing. And, and what the people do with them is really funny. The dogs that can hold the bag. There's just so many cute things. I'm so things. jealous of that. I My dogs cannot hold things in their mouth. So You know, um... the funny thing is mine won't either because I taught them not to, to, to take things at the beginning and now to ask them to do it. They're like, wait, that's not right. I can't do that, mom. <laughs> so, okay. So that makes sense to me that you're sort of reaching out to accounts that are like micro influencers that have, yeah. um, that already have really good content and really good photos. And um, so I'm guessing, you know, the person who works with you who reaches out will, you know, DM them or email them, I guess, to get, get in touch. Yep. That's exactly right. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, we'll talk about what Jiminy's is and, you know, what we're about. And if, if they're in, and most of the time it seems like they are, uh, we'll just send them some treats. And and we also send information about about the treats because I think it's important to understand the total package, what we're trying to do. Yeah. And a, a lot of times it's pretty cool. They'll come back and they'll talk about um, the, the savings, the water savings or the um, – the greenhouse gases or whatever is meaningful to them. Sometimes they're just like, hey, this is this is the boss. <laughs> we love these treats, you know, and that's cool too. whatever works. Right. But so that's a great idea. So you send them sort of some talking points so that um, they know sort of like the most impressive stats and everything about about Jiminy's and about the treats. And um, do you mind sharing? Do you usually compensate them or do you usually just send them some some treats to try? Yeah, we don't compensate. We, okay. we don't. Um, it's just, you know, we're a little company. We just we don't have the ability to do that. But we will send them a couple bags of treats. We usually will send uh, one of the biscuits and one of the soft and chewy. Yeah. And that way they get to see which they like better. Yeah. And sometimes they'll say, oh, I like this flavor or I like that flavor. And, yeah. and it's all good. Right. Yeah. No, I think that's wonderful. And it's it's really worked out because you have like I said, just really great photos and great content. And um, do you also then take a lot of photos um, internally, you know, yourself? Yeah, we, we do. We're, we're constantly, and you'll see peppered throughout, you'll see our two dogs, um, some of my friends' dogs. And, and we work with uh, a local photography or photographer here as well. And she does some amazing shots of dogs on the beach. She uses GoPro pro cameras. Oh, cool. And um, that's really fun too. Very so, cool. So, um, yeah, when we have the action shots, it's always Ingrid who's taking the photos. Oh, awesome. And so I'm, I'm, I'm just so into Instagram. I always like to ask if this is too many questions, you can tell me to move on. But, no, no, no. It's cool. Um, how, like how often do you work with her to take new photos for your account? Um, well, with Ingrid, we'll go out, you know, uh, I, I probably meet with her every month, but we don't take photos every month. We probably do that every, every two or three months. Yeah. Um, and then actually, uh, she does some things and, and we provide treats for her with her business. Um, so when she's working with a client, a lot of times, uh, we'll, we'll let them have treats as well. Um, and then we'll get some, sh we'll get some shots from that. So oh, cool. it, it's always about spreading the word mm -hmm. because a lot of people don't know that we exist. And mm -hmm. I mean, we're, we're still brand new. Of course they don't. So anything we can do to help spread the word, um, we're, we're trying to be creative in the way that we do that. Yeah. I think, well, you're definitely succeeding so far and, and now you're on a podcast. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, there's so many different ways to kind of promote your new business to so many different dog mom audiences. Yeah, it's it's great. And when we've got a bunch of articles that are going to be coming out, 
along with the the work that we did on digestibility and and gut health. And and we're starting to actually get recognized for the sustainability work that we did or are doing. Uh, We just got a SEAL award, which was really cool. It's a Sustainability Environmental Achievement and Leadership Award. That's amazing. Yeah, I was really proud of that. Yeah, you should be. Well, I think just what what really stands out to me is, you know, you're not just a regular dog treat company that's just, you know, there's plenty, there's lots of yummy treats out there that are wonderful and that are, that are made by wonderful companies, but you really are sort of stepping it up and um, it's it's amazing what you're doing to, you know, make the world a better place through dog treats, basically. <laughs> And food. And dog and food. food, yes, coming yeah. soon. <laughs> yeah. And and the food will really be impressive because if you are if you change a dog from a say a beef diet to a cricket diet, we've done the math and you'd actually save four and a half million gallons of water a year. Oh my gosh. Well, and not to mention there's so many dogs now who have poultry allergy or this allergy or something else. And um cricket is probably something that <laughs> that not that many dogs have allergies to because it's not part of their regular diet that they would develop some sort of aversion to it. No, it's absolutely true that they're um, hypoallergenic. And we've got a couple of vets that we're working with that are using our treats in elimination diets. So, you know, elimination diet, you're trying to figure out what the dog is is sensitive to. Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of times the person will, will blow it because they'll follow the food part of it And then they'll give a treat that is like a beef treat or a chicken treat, uh, which is not on the plan. (laughs) So they're recommending that they use our treats. That's very cool. Well, and it's been so awesome talking to you and learning about Jiminy's and about crickets. Um, Tell everyone who's listening where they can find you and learn more. Well, our website is a great place to start. Um, www.jiminys.com. And um, there is actually a where to find us on there. Uh, All of our stores are listed um, and we've got, we're in over 350 stores across the U.S. at this point. Oh, very cool. Well, I'll have to have you back on another episode to talk about how you (laughs) figure out distribution and all that kind of stuff because um, there's just like so many, there's so many different little things in the pet industry to learn about. Oh, I'd love to. Yeah. Great. Well, Well, um, well, thank you, Tori. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Wear, Wag, Repeat podcast. You can fetch show notes at wearwagrepeat.com. If you like what you hear, please hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And until next time, we'll see you around the dog park.